Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices moreover that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local and you'd like to join in on our discussion, please dial 702-650-5588. Again, local, if you'd like to join in on our discussion, you have a praise report, a prayer request, a general comment, like to speak to our special guest. We will introduce him shortly. Please dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800-366-8883. Again, 800-366-8883 to join in on our discussion. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website. We said hello and God bless. We just waved to you. And that web address is www.kkvv.com. Again, triple w triple We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs website. Our web address is triple If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, we do encourage you to go to the website. Again, triple w and just look for our weekly radio ministry archive. Select the date that you like to listen to. The gospel is always free on our watch, and we encourage you to have someone listen with you. If you have an iPhone then or Apple device, we encourage you to check us out on iTunes. We're also free on iTunes. We're being archived there as well. If you have a cell phone, we encourage you to take down this number. I will say it twice, 605-313-0630. This is how you can listen to KKVV via your phone and cell phone. It only works in the United States, but I really encourage you to take down that number. Again, 605-313-0630 and lock it into your phone contacts. You can listen to KKVV anytime you like on 1060 AM and also is heard on 100.1 FM. But this is a great number to have, and you can listen to Save the Lost at all costs right now. So I'd like to introduce our guest. He will be sitting to my left. You would see him on your right if you're watching us right now. And Brother Jesse, how are you, man of God? I am well. Thank you, Sister Nina, for inviting me on the show. Oh, I'm so wonderful and blessed to have you. So you got to tell us your name, and you have done something very special, and I have it in my hand. For those of you who are tuning in right now, and he's going to tell you about that, and I'm excited to have it in my possession, and more so than that is to have you right here in our midst. So let you tell you about it. Thank you so very much, Sister Nina, for that great introduction. I've um, written a book about my experiences in relationship to 
studying uh, the occult from a very early age, starting in the 70s and probably ending officially with the Scientology in 1992. Um, it's really a, a story of a, of a person that strays away from conventional religion or organized religion or worship of God, period, in search of other other things or, or other wisdom, occult wisdom that, that's out there. Uh, not to say that that's right or wrong or indifferent. It, it is what it is. And my uh, study here is a study of the occult starting with traditional religion and somehow being blessed to move up through the upper echelons to really see exactly what this occult knowledge is, secret society knowledge is, hidden wisdom knowledge is in relationship to the word of God or the scriptures themselves. And it, it was quite a, a, a fantastic journey for me. And at a certain point, I certainly did come full circle with uh, my meandering. And that's kind of what the book is about. And um, that's part one. There's another part that I'll I'll finish uh, after this one, but this one opens the door. Okay. And can you tell them the name of the book? The book is called The Expert Witness. And um, it's a legal term, actually, a courtroom term. Expert witness is a person that has a specific expertise or training on on a subject, and that person can render an opinion about a subject or uh, an incident without actually having been there based on their uh, education and training. And they're used in a courtroom for that purpose. And that's what... I was in relationship to Scientology while I was there and what I was after I had left. I maintain that title of an expert witness. Mm. So, Jesse, I know that you can get the book on Amazon because that's where I purchased the book. Is there anywhere else that you know that you can get the book? For right now, the book can be purchased from Prince Publishing via PayPal, you send a $25 donation to PayPal, to my PayPal account uh, at my email address, prince.jesse, prince is P-R-I-N-C-E, period, jesse, J-E-S-S-E, triple O seven. that's 0007, at gmail.com. And... I'll send a signed copy of the book that includes uh, taxes and shipping and all of that because the book's just $20 on Amazon. So $25 anywhere in the United States, I'm able to send the book, a signed author signed copy. Okay. That's a very special, right? Yes, but you get a signed copy today. You get your copy signed. Right. So I want you to say that one more time how they can get the book, and then we'll get into our discussion, okay? Okay. Besides Amazon.com, my book can also be purchased from Prince Publishing via PayPal. The email address to use to purchase the book 
is Prince, P-R-I-N-C-E, dot Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, triple O seven zero 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 seven at gmail.com. Send a $25 uh, fee to that email address at PayPal with along with your address, and I will mail within any place within the continental United States a signed copy of the book. Okay. I just want to make sure that we get that out twice so everybody knows how to get it. Thank you, Sister Nina. Oh, you're welcome. So let's get into our discussion today. Uh, our discussion topic is expert witness. Okay. So that's what we're going to get into. Now, you just told us that there's a legal definition for that. Uh, I'm familiar with that. Uh, my natural father was an attorney, so I'm very familiar with expert witnesses. And also in the field that I'm in now, a lot of the professionals that I work with, uh, they're called to be expert witnesses for a particular incident or they have the training to be able to talk about it. Right. From an expert point of view. Now, obviously, you were called on very early in your life to deal with that that is of, of a spirit realm. Yes, I was. Um, uh, it, everyone has a story, uh, I guess, a, a path to God, a path to higher wisdom and my path began when I was a member of the Catholic Church. I, uh, my, my parents introduced me to Catholicism at a young age. I was studying Catholicism when they still did the ceremonies in Latin. I, I became a Latin boy, went uh, uh, altar boy, went through all of their uh, rituals and levels up to becoming a priest. I was actually considering becoming a, a Catholic priest. When uh, I, I just started noticing some things that were certainly contrary to what I was studying in relationship to priest and sexual activity with, with the kids and nuns. And without getting into all of that, um, I strayed from Catholicism uh, looking for uh, what else that might be out there and eventually uh, settled on Scientology as a way to spiritual wisdom and I was there for 16 years now some people say Scientology is a religion and some people say that it's not so being that you're an expert witness and if you were to be asked the question what is Scientology what would be your response well my response would be uh, that Scientology is a religion legally. In the eyes of the law, it's uh, been granted 501c3 tax-exempt status, and it has been granted religious recognition. So to that degree, it is a religion. Um, like other institutions, I, I, I suppose it went through a tumultuous road to becoming a religion, uh, I, I, I actually have a role in that myself. And um, so if, if I was asked, I would say it's a religion. Mm -hmm. And who would you say the founder is? The founder of the religion, without a doubt, is L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard uh, 
I guess the, the short uh, form of it is he was in the military, uh, a junior officer in the United States Navy, and um, he saw some battle, was injured, and um, tried to uh, leave the military with an honorable discharge. He had problems with that, uh, being discharged, and then along the way, the story that Scientology tells is is uh, he was blind and, and couldn't walk with a cane and all of this. And he figured out this technology called Dianetics, which is uh, a trauma-based therapy that helped him overcome his injuries from the military. And he decided to share that with all of mankind. That's what Scientology says. That's not the truth, mind you, but that's what Scientology says. Now, you brought that up, that it's not the truth, so what would the truth be? Well, the actual truth is, in 19... Well, Dianetics came out in 1950. However, uh, in 1946, the United States government was doing research into a new um, procedure to help persons that were suffering from trauma-based incidents and injuries from war. Uh, You had military soldiers that came back that were basically in shock, could no longer function um, in a regular society. uh, Some people uh, couldn't walk. Some people couldn't see. Some, you know, just a lot of anxiety, Mm -hmm. a lot of issues. So at that time, psychology, psychiatry developed this trauma-based therapy. They didn't call it Dianetics, as L. Ron later did. But it was virtually the same procedure. There's a film out put out by the United States government called Let There Be Light from 1946, which is a documentary documenting this uh, trauma-based therapy that they started doing on soldiers and lo and behold, some of them actually did recover. Uh, one person that couldn't walk uh, uh, had a cane. He didn't need that anymore. One person that couldn't speak uh, was mute, had gone mute as a result of his experiences, were, was brought around and was able to function. They, they, In the documentary show, several individuals that went through this trauma-based therapy and then were able to function again in life. Elron, who was in the military at that time, right around that time, more than likely received some of that therapy himself. But then when he left, he wrote a book all about this therapy that he learned about in the military, Mm -hmm. and he called it Dianetics and started using it on people. And to, to a greater or lesser degree on some people, it works quite well because it gets at the root of trauma, gets at the root of, you know, maybe bad decisions or or things that happen during a trauma-based incident that a person then made survival decisions that are no longer applicable to today or how they are now but may still affect them. Okay. Now, salvation is a tenet that is in Christianity. And it goes about how we relate to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What in Scientology would be the equivalent or similar that connects the person 
following the doctrine to the founder? What connects people who would say they're Scientologists to the founder, which would be Elrod and Hubbard? How is that relationship that rela- cultivated or you can actually say it exists? How, how can we see that? Well, it exists by, um, I guess, loyalty. Okay. You could uh, walk up to any practicing Scientologist, and they would pretty much have nothing but good things to say and, and you know, nice reviews about Elron. He I mean, he's not alive now. They probably also have nice things to say about the current leader of Scientology because that's what's expected of them, and that's what they've agreed to do and be. Okay. So I understand that there's some classes that have to be taken, some courses. Yes. And, the, and, the, and so how does that work? Well, every – Scientologists have two avenues of ways to study their doctrine or for spiritual advancement. One is for training, um, you know, reading, studying their uh, bulletins and issues and the other. And the other aspect is receiving some of the discoveries or or some of the technology on the other end. We'll call it therapy. Receiving the therapy, studying the therapy. Those are the two separate avenues. And both of those things cost money. There's nothing in Scientology that doesn't have a fixed hard number for a course. In the very beginning, you may want to have a a course in communication that will try to help you learn to communicate better or teach you the the basis of communications. And that will be a rudimentary course. It used to cost $25. I don't know how much it costs now. But progressively, as you go up the levels of enlightenment in Scientology, the courses become more and more expensive, as well as the therapy becomes more more expensive. The therapy can uh, run as much as several hundred dollars an hour, to, and uh, the courses can run to five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars. The therapy can run it up to the thousands of dollars. In order to get to Scientology's highest level, which is um, uh, the kind of the midway point in Scientology, which is called clear, which means uh, a person no longer has trauma-based incidents that affect them in their life anymore. They've cleared all of that up. Uh, that right there will cost you about $120,000 to get to that uh, level. And then after that, there are expanded levels that that take you into the realm of godlike powers, godlike abilities, and uh, they sell those as well at a very expensive price. Okay, you said godlike powers and godlike abilities. Can you give some examples of what that would look like? Certainly. Um, Scientologists believe at a certain point through their training that at some point you can control physical matter by just thinking at it that you can control individuals by just thinking at them with your thought. Your thought can actually permeate their their mind, their space, and you can therefore control them. 
And um, this is a, a coveted goal for Scientologists to have in order to, they call it uh, operating, operating Thetan. This means to, you're operating on a spiritual level in the physical like God used to do with the walking on the water and the healing and all of this. This is what, but they take it much further. They leave their bodies. They spy on people in other countries, you know, from the country that they live in without ever physically going anywhere. There's a, uh, uh, <laughs> they're separate than anything you've probably experienced. So, how long do people usually stay in Scientology? Until it wears you down. <laughs> you know, I hate to say that, but it's the truth. People stay in there until they have nothing left to give because it, it actually takes what you have. Um, on, on certain levels, that, on the level that I was where you actually commit yourself to Scientology, it's almost like selling your soul. And, mm. and, you know, people have heard that, you know, like, oh, I get in the music business, I got to sell my soul, you know, something with the devil, I got to sign a contract. Well, Scientology is exactly like that. If you decide that you want to, or you're passionate about studying what they believe, then you, you sign a contract, uh, a Sea Org member contract for one billion years. You sign your life over to L. Ron and your life over to the goals of Scientology for one billion years, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, you know, that's selling your soul. And um, once you do that, they own you, and you commit to doing whatever you're asked to do. Your job is to just be loyal. And let's just say you've decided that you don't want to do that anymore. So what is... The exit plan. And, and, and that's very difficult. The exit plan for, for Scientologists is depending on what you invested. First off, any money that you've given them is forfeited. There's no getting your money back. And then also if you've purchased things in advance and you haven't received the service, they don't even want to give you that money back either. Okay. Um. They, if you have any family members within Scientology, when you no longer toe the line, they disconnect you from your family. In other words, you, the family member is no longer allowed to speak with you. You're no longer allowed to speak to them. So there's some type of excommunication. Excommunication. They call it disconnection. Okay. Um, if you pursue them to get your money or you insist on talking to your family members, then they step it up. You're investigated. They will actually hire private investigators to go to your job and spread this information about you or go to your family and spread uh, other family members to spread this information about you. Um, literally sit in, sit in your face with a private investigator and say, well, what can you do? It's legally. They'll, you know... Have people with signs picketing your home, and it's, it's a lot of things that they do. They're very, um, they can be very vindictive for people that don't toe the line. Okay. 
So we talk about this in the book, correct? Yes, quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I don't want to give away too much of the book. No. I'm just trying to have the listeners so, so they can understand some things and the processes and how it goes. And And the other thing, too, is this is done very gradually. It isn't like you, you join and in one week's time all of these bad things start happening. Mm-hmm. This happens over time. Mm-hmm. This happens over time when you're conditioned into believing that you're you're close to, you know, clearing your mind of, of all of the trauma that you can recall from this lifetime as well as other lifetimes because by now... You're thinking, no telling how many times you think you've lived and how many different uh, lifetime identities you've had to also clear besides the identity you have in the present. And, um, yeah. And and once you kind of get on that milking machine of going up their levels, it's, it becomes all that you want, the person wants. It, it becomes the total goal. The total goal is to get more of it because, you know, it, you start feeling good. You get these procedures and, you know, it does change some things. There, You know, trauma-based therapy, whether or not it has anything to do with Scientology, has a, a degree of workability. Even if nothing else, a placebo effect. So people become conditioned to getting that and it, and it actually becomes uh, like any other drug. You, you have to have it all the time. People, so there's an addiction that there's happens. There's an addiction that, that starts to happen with getting this auditing. And, and with that, that means you have to have money. You have to have so much money to pay them. So people, you know, will live out of a car, eat garbage out of a dumpster, work three jobs, take all of the money that they have, pay it to Scientology so that they can get this service and feel good and become a, a demigod. So you called it auditing. Oh, that's what they call it, the therapy. Okay. They call their uh, therapy, trauma-based therapy auditing. Okay. That's a lot. It's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. <laughs> it's quite a bit. So you became to a level that well, I don't think most people have had that designee. No, not at all. And, and especially being a black person. First off, uh, L. Ron, in his technology development, uh, particularly around the time when he was in South Africa, which I believe was 1960, between 64, 66, 65, when Scientology was primarily in South Africa, where he was, he basically came to the conclusion that the blacks were not worth being cleared. It took too much to clear them because of their stupidity, because of their subhuman nature. So Elron himself had no desire to do anything with black folks. It was basically, uh, really, I hate to say it, uh, white folks with money that he would graft from. So so the organization itself, I mean, he, you know, he made no, no bones in his lectures and some of his writings about how he felt about black people. But these white people he could fix. It's kind of like the, with Scientology, his line was, we will take the able and make them more able. Similar to Freemasonry, 
where they say they take good people and make them better. Hmm. Um, Freemasonry, Freemasonry and Scientology are, are interlocked. The Scientologists don't know this, but uh, L. Ron's uh, mentor was a high-level Inspector General Freemason, Aleister Crowley, who you may have heard of. He's one of the most famous Satanists, uh, period. So, but but th- that's a different story. Well, a lot of people are hearing about this for the first time. Yeah, so, you and know, they, they I have, was they the have, only They have no person. idea <laughs> how how deep it is. Oh, it's, it's very so deep. So that's why I, I feel honored and blessed to be able to present this information in our community. It's, it's very deep, and um, especially at this point in my life, I'm... I came out with this book, and I really, really, really want to uh, awake or, or, or alert people of color about Scientology because before it was never an issue. You know, as I was beginning to say, I, I, I was the only black person to ever, ever, ever rise within the corporate ranks of Scientology. Uh, L. Ron, for once, uh, one thing, never knew I was a black person until much later after I became a person that worked for him directly. He was kind of Howard Hughes in in a way. You know, he separated himself from people, but he communicated through letters, dispatches, this type of thing. But, um, yeah, I he, he asked me to help him correct all of the staff, all of his top leaders in Scientology because I was a good teacher. He wanted a good teacher found so that he could bring that person to work with him to correct uh, what Scientology is today. And and when he asked for that candidate, the person that presented me as the person that he was looking for is the current leader of Scientology today, David Miscavige. He's the one that presented me to Elrond as, here's the guy you were looking for. And with for the last four years of... L. Ron's life, I worked as a, a person to help him create that uh, Scientology, as you kind of see it today. So when did he realize that you were a man of color? Well, he asked for pictures of his top people that he had been working with for years, you know, and he knew he was on the way out. He wanted a visual. He wanted to see what the people were like. So we were all went to a, 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 a photo studio, and we took these great pictures, mm-hmm. and they were sent to him. And then, uh oh! So was this the picture that I'm looking at? Do you think he got one of these kind? I looked like that when he saw me. Okay. And, well, uh, you, you look very black to me, Jesse. Exactly, and so you know he 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 couldn't believe it. So he actually ordered me to stand on a pedestal in a parking lot, a car parking lot. And I was ordered not to look at the car. He didn't want me to see him. But he drove around in a limousine in a circle as I stood on top of this thing just looking at me like, how is this possible? You know? And and then after that, we actually became more friends or, or, or better connected because I was anathema to all of his doctrine that he had written about black people not mm-hmm. being able to. Now here I am, the top of everything, teaching his people, all the white people. There were no black people, just me. 
<laughs> and I was over them. So and I was in a very coveted position until he died. And um, after that, the, the haters came and got me. But um, And I'm glad because at the very end of his life, Elrond disclosed that he had a secret to tell everyone that he hadn't mentioned until his death. And that secret was that uh, he was the Antichrist. He was Satan. And he, he spoke horribly. He said, you know, this guy Jesus, he's gay. He like he likes boys. He's got a bad temper. You know, I'm the one that's helping mankind. I'm the one. And it's kind of like. So he was projecting. Yeah. So it's kind of like, wait a minute, you know. And that's that's the point where it was kind of like crisis of consciousness. I've already left the Catholic Church because I thought it, they, of the hypocrisy I've seen in there. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, I'm, I'm with this other thing, you know, because I was trying to get away from religion. Mm-hmm. But now this guy believes in religion so much that he's been tricking us and I've been working for the devil this whole time, you know. That was such an affront to me to, you know, I felt so stupid. You know, one of the greatest tricks of the devil is to pretend he doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I had fallen into that trap, you know, and and all of that. So I had a crisis of consciousness while I was like way up there, and then I just shut it down, and I didn't, I didn't do it no more. I let them know I'm done with this subject, and it took years for them to let me go, and I didn't want to leave the person I was married to at the time, so I was prepared to just die there, but I was delivered. You know, my God saw different. God saw different. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here today. Right. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the thing is, is that you know that the Lord is real. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you saw some things, some principalities, some real wickedness, some real darkness in very high places. And I know that you can't tell everything because we do have a book. Right. But the, the scriptures are very clear about how high this goes up. Oh, it went up very high to the point where I became the principality. I became the darkness. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's. So you, you, you really can say as you have had a Saul Paul conversion and it's, and we have to look at the apostle Paul. He wasn't always the apostle Paul. He was Saul. Right. And Saul persecuted those that followed the way. And that would be to be a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, but my story is a little different because I always loved God. I mean, I was doing that. To me, what I was doing was mm-hmm. separate from God. I understand. Because Scientology presents itself as science, as a theology. When I joined Scientology, it didn't say it was a church. It was an organization. Okay. Everything that L. Ron wrote, he said, this is an organization. They became a church for convenience, for tax-exempt status and, 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 you know, from convenience. So that happened during the time I was there. And to be able to draw other people who might have been on the fence. There you go. It's a, it's a way to get other people. Sure. And so the thing is, is that the, the uh, comparison that I was making was that Paul, you know, represented some very influential people and positions of authority when he was doing his persecution. Mm -hmm. So you had 
this experience where just your existence was to be able to get from rung to rung to rung to rung. You were never ever supposed to be on a lower level. No, never. And you were able to be able to see this for yourself because when you look at your book, it is quite thorough and very precise and it's written in a language format that people who have higher education and experience cannot deny how relevant it is. See, someone may try to dismiss you and say, oh, he's not really learned. He's emotional. Uh, he has some other issues. But no, this is very, very clear, Jesse. I am so glad that you see that in in the book because exactly what you just expressed of of people trying to say that uh, he don't know and he don't have. No, I've been to courtrooms uh from Florida to California and places in between speaking about in courtroom on a professional level, rendering my expert. Opinion. And you've been in international uh, courtrooms too. Yes. Never, ever, ever lost a case. Never, ever, ever. So we're going to take a call right now. Hello. You're on save the loss at all costs and God bless you. Hallelujah. I first want to give praise to God. Thanking God for you still being on the air and God making it all possible. I was listening to this young brother that was sharing about his experience going through hell uh, and came back into the fold. I'm so grateful. Pastor Nina. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, so, I'm Sister Nina, Brother Charles. Sister, you know that. Sister Nina, well, Sister Nina I want to share. If we keep life simple and do what God say do, mm-hmm. study, show our self-approval, mm-hmm. he would elevate us to the highest of the realm we need to know and knowledge that is, is for our own understanding and to help others. He would give us moments of clarity on a daily basis, and he would pick and choose who we should help. If we are if we are spiritually inclined and understanding in the Word of God, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of religions has gone off the chain of of of, of, of uh, finance, money, uh, brainwashing, and allowing people to believe their opinion versus that Word itself. You know the mixture of the Word of God and their opinion kind of remind me of Jim Jones how he manipulated so many that were hungry for the word of God, but yet ignorant. And they all followed him to a promised land that he called and and poisoned and killed all of them. After they all had signed their property over and their insurance and all over, it was all about greed. And it's still going on today, and it's worse and worse off. I'm so grateful for you mm-hmm. allowing yourself to be a vessel to teach us those that are willing to hear and to tune into your radio station the truth and i'm so grateful god for you sister nina well thank you man of god i think it's important what uh, brother jesse said that he saw hypocrisy in the church Mm -hmm. and it wasn't being addressed and he saw you know people who were being disravished he saw children, he saw women, he saw, you know, young men. 
He just saw them being eaten alive from the inside out, and he ran from that. Did I understand that correctly, Brother Jesse? You pretty much summarized that, yes. So the thing is, uh, Brother Charles and our other radio listeners, when we are in the midst of a house of God or a worship environment or a mission or, you know, just in our own homes, When we allow this to permeate and when we allow this to get to the point where it's pandemic, like Mm -hmm. everybody's doing it, it's Mm -hmm. a problem. And that's what causes uh, so much uh, devastation in the house of God. And people like L. Ron Hubbard can come to power and be able to offer an alternative. It's not an alternative. If we don't start doing things in our own homes, in our own communities, in our own worship environments, there's another L. Ron Hubbard right around the corner. You sure got that right. And and, and he'll have another name. She'll have another name. And that's the thing. When we know that we have an obligation, when we become believers... We are expected to be able to call that out. That is not of God. There has to be a separation. And that's the problem. So, you know, Brother Jesse was searching. And he was on a long journey of searching. But when he came face to face with the man himself, and the man spoke what he said, who he really was, and what Mm -hmm. he was really about. Did you see Mm -hmm. what Brother Jesse did? (laughs) <laughs> Run. It was over. <laughs> okay. You know, so that's the whole thing. Do we have that courage that Brother Jesse has when we have looked at imps and we have looked at demons, we have looked at workers of iniquity, do we have the courage and the perseverance when that thing, that entity, that darkness, that principality comes to us and tells us what their true mission is? What their what, what it is that they really want? They, when he came face to face with it, uh, L. Ron Hubbard didn't stutter. He wanted Jesse to know, and he wanted him to know about his kingdom, or what he believed his kingdom of, and about his power and his might, and how Jesse he thought was working for him. Oh, but Jesse flipped that script. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and Mr. Hub, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard will have to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and he'll have to oh, give yes. an account. That's it, so, so that's my whole thing. If you are about it, then do what God has called you to be. But you can't complain when you're a conspirator. You can't that's complain right. when, uh, you are all about omission mm-hmm. and you're waiting for somebody else to do it. Jesse That's didn't right. wait for somebody else to do it. When that, moment, when that moment came upon him, he had that conversion moment as when the Lord spoke to the Saul and says, why are you persecuting, persecuting. me? See, that's the whole thing. This is a persecution moment and we will all yes. have our moment. But that's will right. we answer correctly? And will we actually have the courage to do this? Because I'm sure this cost Brother Jesse a lot. Nearly my whole life. It it cost him a lot, I'm sure. But but his soul soul who is priceless. That's right. Well, I mean, he's right here. He can speak to that. But see, that's the whole thing. We should be definitely 
afraid of getting to the point where we're afraid to be afraid. You just want to be stuck in being afraid. There's something wrong with that. I can't be like that. That's why I have him on this radio ministry. I can't be afraid. Well, Sister Nina, Sister Nina. And be stuck that, in that. that, I, that I, I'm not, I'm not going to let this information not be available to my community. God said, God said, you may have to lay your life down for me. Amen. You know, and that's it right there in a nutshell. You know, uh, when it's time to expose the devil, and there's so many of them uh, that have rank and power with money and all those things, uh, sometimes when we expose the devil, it might cost us our life. But yet the word get out, the light shines, and the devil is exposed. Well, then he has no power over us. That's right. You know, that's, that's the right. whole thing because he's already a defeated foe. That's right. And the thing is, uh, you know, men, we should never be afraid of men. But some, for some of us are because we know that we didn't do something when we should have done something. Well, get past that. That's right. Get past that. You stumble, get back up, you know, take another swing at the bat. (laughs) You know, take the bat and take another swing at the ball. Excuse me. That's what I meant to say. But pick it up. No longer. God said, do not, I'm, listen. There's no excuse the way the information highway is today. There's no excuse to be ignorant. And I'm so grateful that information is out there for all of us to get if we take time out for each and every soul that we care about. If we care about our own, we have to get the information out. Thank you, Sister pa- I mean, Sister Jane. I mean, Sister Nina. Well, Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother. Thank you for exposing the adversary. You are welcome, my brother, and thank you for calling in. Well, we appreciate that. God bless you, Brother Charles. God bless you all, and y'all continue on. All right. Well, thank you. Have a good evening. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. I I hope you're encouraged. I I am encouraged, and I tell you, I just want to spend some time bringing this to the people because, you know, and... and, uh, Black people in particular, and I'm not trying to be racist or anything like that, but I'm just saying for black people already, we go through so much. We There's so many opposition, and life is hard for everyone. Mm-hmm. Please, I understand this. But for black people, sometimes there's an extra handicap there for them, and life is very tough. If there is something going on in life that you know is hurting people or is a deception, or is taken away from people that are actually seeking God, that is seeking the higher power, seeking to go home to that love, because it's not here on this earth. It, it, what we have here, we, we live in a den of iniquity. But when when people are searching for that, and you, to me, if you discover there's something that distracts from that, we all have an obligation to say something, to stand up and say something about it. And that that is what drives me to make this information available and uh, to speak to people about it. Amen. Well, the, the thing is, is that we have to make sure that we understand our history. And when you see someone is operating in deception, in a systematic deception, then that's only to separate people. Right. That's not to empower people that's not to unify people that's not to bring people together 
And, you know, we have to understand that we have an obligation and a responsibility. Because if one people are falling, there's going to be the next people that fall. That's right. So we're in this together. But some people are more vulnerable than others. It's because they've been misled. And the thing is, is that why would you want a child to stay lost? You want to make sure that child gets home. And I appreciate you, Brother Jesse, because you want to make sure that we get home to our real heaven, to our real God. And know know the real Lord and Savior. I appreciate that. So we have another caller. Thank you for waiting. You're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hi. Praise the Lord, uh, woman of God. Hey, how are you, woman of God? So good to hear your voice. You too. I'm very, very blessed. I appreciate you. I want to say what Brother Charles said, like, you know, what he said, but anyway. Amen. Um, on a serious note, though, I want to also thank you just for allowing Brother Jesse to have this platform so that we could be educated on things like this. I remember driving by that temple or whatever it is, that building with the gold tips on it. Brother Jesse, you know what I'm yep. talking about. Yes, I do. Because I'm from L.A., right? Yes. So <laughs> oh, yes, I do. Wilson third or whatever it was. Yes. And and then I saw a uh, TV show, how they showed the whole inside, how it was just magnificent. Right. But I just want to thank God for you so much. Because there's something about being um, appointed at the right time, but also anointed, you know. And I uh, hope that I'll get a chance to read your book. And uh, and I just want to thank God so much for both of you guys um, on today in a season called Now. Amen. We Amen. appreciate thank that, you woman so of God. Much. <laughs> thank you very much. I just much. want both of you guys to be so encouraged. Both of you are doing a great mighty work. I mean, black man, I don't know how you got up in there, but that was the Lord. See, it was appointed. There you go. There you go. Well, well, the thing is, he kept him hidden. Yes. And until, you know, that very time. And uh, that's the beautiful thing. When you see this, you know, God had this thing already worked out. He had this thing already worked out because uh, Brother Jesse based on, you know, L. Ron Hubbard's vision, wasn't supposed to be there. That's what I'm saying, like, wow. But, but, but God made sure that he was. And when he was confronted, you know, with Brother Jesse, he knew that Brother Jesse was a force. And he wasn't sent on his own. Amen? Amen. And he had to tell Brother Jesse the truth. And brother Jesse, How about that? and bro- brother Jesse say is being shut down. <laughs> That's it. Amen. No Amen. <laughs> so we'd be surprised how we're embedded in certain situations. And it seems like it's nothing but evil and darkness. But guess what? Light can go into darkness. Darkness can't go into darkness. Amen. So the thing is, Just is that bro- brother, Je- brother Jesse was the tip of the spear. And he didn't get to the low levels. He got to the highest of the high. And he's of sound mind and body and spirit. And God preserves what he loves. And he'll give you 
a job. You have to talk about any type of soldier. There are soldiers who are brought and dropped Amen. down past enemy lines. Hello? They are dropped Hell, right down true. into the DMZ, you know, Ooh. the hot zone, where it's the hottest yeah. of the battle. Amen. And okay. sometimes it appears that they're captured. Oh, but they're getting all types of intelligence. Hello? Amen. And they will do what they need to do. There are lions and bears everywhere. But when God is with you, you don't have to be afraid of the lion. You don't have to be afraid of the bear. And you don't have to be afraid of a devil. Amen. Amen. Girl, preach. So, and then you heard him. He said, and guess what he said, woman of God? He said, I always love God. That's right. I always did. Give me some on that, brother Jesse. He said, "I always have loved him." Yes. So we are going to have. Always know God. See, that's Amen. the thing about it. He kept you. Oh, that's right. right. God, hallelujah. Uh, y'all making me want to preach now. <laughs> but but my thing is is that stay on the journey, stay on your post, trust God. In the fiery arrows of the daytime and of the nighttime. See, weapons will form, but they won't prosper. It doesn't mean that you're not going to feel the arrows. They're just not going to take you over. That's right. Amen. And so, that's the whole thing, sis. And L. Ron Hubbard will have to give an account for what he did. Trust and believe. Vengeance are God's. He said, you know what? I will repay. Don't worry about it. Just be at your post. We thank Brother Jesse for coming. Brother Jesse, yes. you mind coming back next week? I don't mind at all because we, we, we got, got, we got a part more. two. We got some more to talk about. That's it. Uh, Sister Deborah, okay. you going to tune in next week? Of course, but I just want to say. We got to go, sis. We're on the last four okay, seconds. Save the loss okay. at all costs. We love Thank you and God bless. See you guys okay. next week. Part two. Amen. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas's very own Christian Talk Radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKBV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 3350. 5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 
833-5852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what. 